0: It's like, we don't exactly know what we're going to get into, but let's make some shit happen.
1: Oh, g'day. Uh, this is an interesting episode of the Finding the Frothers podcast. If you haven't listened to it before, don't worry. Um, a lot of people are fresh to it. This is probably the podcast that I should have done at the start of when I created it, but I went ahead and um, just got all frothy on interviews. Essentially, it's a workshop um, in a podcast. And I got to run it the other day um, with a, a bloke named Chandler Stevens. And I'll speak a little bit more about him in a moment, but the workshop is something that I've run for universities, alternate universities, um, individuals, I've run it for a co-working space. Uh, essentially, whenever I feel like um, it a, is a good opportunity to expand someone's thinking about bringing people into their lives and also about consolidation of the most important people in their lives, I'll spring it on them because it's only a short one. Uh, this recording's only half an hour, but there's a bit of con- context that I'll add to it as well. So yeah, it's basically for anyone who wants to, uh, sometimes I'll call it how to, find a, how to have a beer with your heroes, uh, sometimes I'll call it just finding the frothers, because some people can understand that, other people, maybe not so much, and so I will explain in this conversation with Chandler about what a frother is, if you're totally new to this, um, but the, the, the core concept is really like, how can we find those frothers, those ultimate people, uh, and bring them into our space, so we can learn from them. And what are some of the strategies to do that? Uh, so I hope you really enjoy this. And to give you a little bit of a rundown about, about main man Chandler Stevens, um, he's kind of like an interesting version of a uh, physical, like I guess, embodiment coach. So like he's, he's really stepping into this space around how do we connect mind and body. Embodied um, cognition is a version of, of what we talk about. Um, but on his website, it says he's into ecosomatics, which is a new term for me. Um, which oh, it's a new term for Google too because it's an emerging interdisciplinary field which connects embodiment practices such as dance and healing arts with ecological consciousness. So how are we all connected? How do we all come together and be connected? I'm frothing on that. That's a big topic for me at the moment. Um, just finished reading Climate by Charles Eisenstein. Get on it if you can. Um, and the reason why me and uh, Chandler had this conversation is because we're part of this group called Baby Bathwater. We'll reference it a lot because I didn't really plan on this being recorded as a podcast. I more wanted to just share this concept with our business group, which is kind of this eclectic mix of um, people from across the world who do all sorts of things. Business is is a very loose term um, for the people in there. There's there's scientists and um, next level thinkers and uh, everything you can think of from all different fields. Um, and. I've had many frothy conversations on my podcast with people from that group and through that connection. So um, sit back, enjoy. If you want to actually do the workshop, you can. All you need is a pen and paper or somewhere to write some stuff down. Um, And it's really simple. It's it's basically like a 20 minute process, but we will chat with Chandler a bit about where he's at, um, what he's frothing on at the moment. And I really love his space where he's in. Um, And so, yeah, really looking forward to hearing some feedback from you guys about this. I think it'll kind of level up the whole finding the frothers movement uh, to get this kind of stuff out there and available that people can use whenever they want. Uh, Excuse me, this is live, right? Um, Yeah, so without further ado, I'll give you uh, Chandler Stevens and my conversation that I had the other week and shoot me any feedback you like as I'd love to continue to evolve this bad boy um, because we're co-creating the future. That's what we're doing. All right. Hope you enjoy. Chandler Stevens, mate, welcome to the Finding the Frothers workshop. <laughs> First time one-on-one ever. Yeah. <laughs> mate, this is going to be interesting because, um, I mean, recording this for Baby Bathwater directly um, as a thank you, I guess, as well, as a share. And also because um, I guess we just connected uh, through Baby Bathwater. And based on the fact that we're kind of like me and you this year, definitely been sort of searching for direction. And I was kind of like, oh, I have this process that seems to have worked and it actually is linked with baby bath water the whole way through it. Um, so yeah, it'd be awesome to run it through uh, with you for the guys and for yourself, most importantly. Yeah, right, I love it. Let's do it. Mate, give us a quick, quick background on, um, on yeah, where you're at and, and I guess where you want to head because it's, it's, it's such an interesting space. And I know already that there's a bunch of people um, within the group that you probably are, you might have met half of them already that that would be interested in this direction too.
0: Yes, so in terms of where I've been and and where that kind of puts me now for the longest time, my work revolved around uh, two main questions, like what's good for a human animal in terms of movement? how do we bridge the gap between what the human animal evolved doing and what we do now. So a big part of like natural movement practice, joint mobility, uh, mitigating the damage of just like living life in a chair. And then the other main question is like, well, how do we bridge the gap between the fact that we live from like the neck up most of the time too? So in doing so, bringing a lot of uh, somatic education, body-mind practices. And so for the longest time, I considered myself sort of like a movement guy. It's like, oh, if you've got something going on with your body, We can sort that out, whether it's joint pain or this or that, you know, back issues, whatever. Uh, But more and more as I was working with folks, we kept having like weird things pop up like autoimmune diseases went into remission or people would get divorces or start new businesses or whatever. And it seemed like we would take some of the metaphors they were up against, like, I don't have the courage to take this leap. And we put them into body stuff and we work on jumping, leaping, landing And a lot of issues would sort out in kind of like an eerie way. And so that whole movement as metaphor kind of idea is something that I'm like really like clicking with at this point to get a sense of like, how do we sort out our big picture life stuff through a concrete embodied practice? And it turns out that's a weird as hell world for a lot of people because we we've inherited this sort of Cartesian split of a culture where like body stuff, mind stuff, they're, they're sort of implicitly separate in a big chunk of the world. And so it's, it's got me kind of questioning, like, what's the best way to make this a viable, viable path? Cause it's, it intuitively makes sense. Like it's a no brainer when we talk through it. It's like, Oh yeah, I bite my tongue in this and this and this. Oh, does your jaw tense when you do it? Yeah, it does. Well, we've got a clue there and we can unpack that at that point. Um, so that's, I, that's the direction that I want to take things more and more, uh, if that kind of gets a sense of like the backstory and the direction forward from here.
1: Yeah. And we're talking about um just before offline that, you know, uh, it's interesting that now that you've kind of started to step into that space, you you've lost a few followers and people are kind of like, well, I don't really get what you do anymore. And, and so it's kind of <laughs> like, and when we're talking about that's a fucking benefit potentially down the line, it doesn't seem like mm-hmm. it at the start, but potentially down the line, they're the people that are going to, like not only, you know, follow the work that you do, but actually add to it by being more of a seeker, I guess.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, the amount of hate mail has definitely gone up, which on the one hand, it's kind of funny too. It's like, Oh, all right. I mean, you can still Google the hip mobility articles and all that stuff. It's just, we're going to add this other dimension to it. And people are going to meet it wherever they're coming from too. And so yeah, sort of thing, not for everybody. Cause it takes takes a little thought and that's you know for better or worse it's uh not an easy thing so there you have it
1: yeah i guess i feel that a little bit from mine because i I, my company is all about a pro drinking movement so like whereas most people are Mm -hmm. about sobriety and alcohol is kind of evil i like to play in the space of you know if we can treat it as a ritual then it's then it's worthy and it's it's here to stay and it's here to play with and um Mm -hmm. yeah so i get a, a fair bit of stick especially when i support different uh different things and i fucking love it it's good Cause otherwise you can get, I more. Can. um, so yeah. uh, part of this workshop really is like, well, the whole part of the whole mentality around the workshop is, is, um, something I called finding frothers. So a frother is really like, just to explain it more. Um, there's a battle between California and the West coast of Australia, um, between who came up with this terminology and it's around surfing. Um, you've probably heard snowboarders use it. And, um, mm. it's, it's like on urban dictionary, it's like, uh, it's being totally amped um you'll hear people saying i'm oh, like i'm frothing man like i just had the best surf of my life i was a really poor american accent apologize um and and <laughs> uh and, and so yeah i've kind of it was, it's a word i've used for a long time uh surfing and um and me and my friends used it a lot in our like early 20s and stuff and i and i've kind of evolved it a little bit and, it, and it's really based around kind of like when you have a one-on-one connection with someone and you feel that resonant energy, uh, and I guess you start frothing on the same wavelengths, and you know rising tides all ship rise. Uh, uh, yeah, it's kind of that vibe, and, and there's there's an extended resonance which is actually kind of um, understood more in terms of like extended group uh, extended group flow, um, and I'm super interested in flow states, um, and Jamie wheel, uh, mm-hmm. who's part of the groups he, he's become my mentor. I'll talk a bit more about that later. but so the whole process is like how can we identify the people who get us frothing that we've already got access to? But then how can we think about like, where do we want to progress into? What, which steps do we want to go, go down? And who do we want to bring into our lives that can allow us to froth harder and access more flow states? So kind of, mm-hmm. I'd say like, how can we access a froth state to access, which is a trigger to a flow state? Um, and, and that's a bit of fun just playing <laughs> around with those. So the process is really like to just have a a little think. I don't know if you've got a pen and paper in front of you. I can write it down as well. But I want want you to identify um, three three different people in your life. So the first uh, is someone that you have access to whenever you want at the drop of a hat. And just think of that person that whenever you sit down with them, um, you walk away going, whoa, like that was awesome. And it can be someone like, really close to you, or it can be, you know, someone you, you see once a week or whatever it is, or you just get them on the phone, but someone of, of huge inspiration. And I call that an anchor frother.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So there's a, I'm actually doing this four year training with the guy, but uh, his name's Jeff Holler. He's a uh, kind of badass in the Feldenkrais community, sort of body, mind, discipline, but uh, man, he's become a hell of a mentor here recently. And I realized he's way more available for support than I would have thought. Like first ring in, click, pick up, chat for hours. Like, Oh shit. Okay. This is, so that, that, that comes to mind.
1: Yeah, that's perfect. Cause I think like, you can already hear from how you're speaking about your passion for what you wanted to do. It's kind of like, well, duh, this guy's already like that far ahead of you and he can, he can hear that you're, you're stepping into a similar space he's like, of course, he's going to, I guess, show you potentially more time than he'd show other people who are still a bit, you know, you, I think you've got more clarity than you think you do, um, which is, which is awesome. And you've already got like, you know, the, the achievements that you've, you've achieved to back it up. Um, and he already sounds like someone who, who's going to play a pivotal role in where, where you head. So that's awesome. Um, <laughs> the second one is, um, is, is more of like a, um, a boundary frother. So given that you're, tr- you're sort of true north at the moment or not even a true north, maybe it's a signpost of you kind of, I'm, I'm aiming sort of wide and I know where I'm going to land in that kind of body cognition space, the progressive mind body science. Um, mm-hmm. Is there's someone, uh, you're, you live in Seattle, is there someone that you, uh, you have that you, you're seeing on your periphery, whether it's through social media or something, um, that if you really just sort of spend a little bit of extra time, um, it could be what Jeff was a little while ago, that you could have direct connection with them?
0: Yeah, you know, there's a guy, sort of like a rough acquaintance, a colleague, maybe like with an extra 10 years on me, but he's doing big things in the general kind of embodiment space too. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we'll chat, you know, once a year or so maybe, but uh, a guy named Mark Walsh, who is just like, what I love about him too, is he's got like the entrepreneurial business bent, like he's not a guy to fuck around, uh, which makes him wickedly effective in in what's a pretty nebulous body of work so yeah he he comes to mind too you said a boundary frother yeah
1: so if you think we're kind of like we're creating a bit of like a uh uh ecosystem circles trying to think of what the term would be i don't know why it's not coming to me but anyway you kind of got your like your nucleus Mm -hmm. um you've got your people that you can re re um rely on as much as possible and really it's just a it's a, how can we draw these people into the nucleus? And it's not to say that you're going to, you know, you're going to, Mark's going to definitely become someone that you could call every day if you really needed to. But it's just to think of him in a, in, a, in a kind of like, okay, well, I only speak to him once a year, but I feel like he doesn't know right now how important he is to my progression. And, and you might just be watching him from a distance, but how is he going to play a role in kind of being more important? And sometimes a lot of, and a lot of the time, these people that are on our peripheries, until we say something, they don't know. They're kind of like, you know, we might swing them a Facebook comment every now and then, but like, the, at least something that Baby Bathwater's taught me um, is that, you know, you reach out to someone with a, a good intention, um, you're gonna be able to get a call with them eventually. Like, as long as you're on, if, if you've got that right mentality around, how, like where you're heading, um, they're gonna wanna speak to you because you're heading in the right direction and you're gonna, at, at some point, you're going to become um, super useful to them as well it's going to be a mutually beneficial transfer of froth um, and so that's awesome and so who's the the third one um, which is the I call I was calling it a hero frother but they're all heroes I think um, so I've changed it to kind of like universal like if there was if there was one person who who would that one person be that you'd like to bring into to kind of your your circle of froth
0: so this is like Wild, wild hope, sort of frother person.
1: Anyone in the world, they've got to be alive. Well, yeah,
0: shoot, man, no time
1: machines. Um, I only say that because that's on my podcast I ask if there's a de- if there's who's a dead person that you still draw strength from because it is a really interesting question. But um, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: man, I'm thinking so. Someone who's alive, you know, it's funny that we're talking about sort of embodied. Cognition like Francisco Varela comes to mind as a guy who's like deep in it with cognitive science, embodied cognition, sort of ethics, uh metaphorical side of it too. Um yeah, so Francisco Varela, I guess, would be
1: the guy who comes to mind for that. And the interesting thing is is kinda like um when you start piecing this together, um, the reason I guess like Jeff, he Jeff sounds like pretty, you know, into the space as well. You're already making moves yourself um by speaking to mark about this kind of stuff potentially you've got you're probably only one like one degree of separation away from francisco already and the interesting thing about this workshop when i run it live it, it doesn't tend to be it's, it's usually entrepreneurs or students or something like that and when i when i ask people that question i'm like okay well how many people know who they want to meet And most of them are like yeah cool you know whatever richard branson or something I go, how many people have written that down that they wanted to meet that person? Hmm. Most of the hands go down. How many people have actually told another person they want to meet that person? And pretty much no one's still got their hand up. And I'm like, whether or not you believe in the universe, you know, pulling people into your, your vortex, if you're not telling other people who you want to meet, how are they supposed to help you find them, right? So even just by kind of like, even by just stating the fact that you want to meet Francisco, you've already taken another step towards meeting him pretty much. It's kind of like, it's a, it's a given, um, especially with, with sharing this video, like who knows is going to listen to my podcast. Um, and I already know just listening to you. I already know, you know, so many people are spouting off in my brain about the, within the embodied cognition space. I'll just be like, you know, swing, swing a message. Uh, and there's plenty, I know, within baby bathwater, they know a lot of people, Um, in the space as well so part of the part of the the process is really like um so there's a it's kind of like a i guess a new indigenous term um because it's english but yeah australian uh, aboriginals first people they have this really cool term for um uh so when something's awesome they'll call it deadly yeah so they they call it deadly and i love it so they'll be like oh that's deadly man and i'm like yeah, fuck yeah, that's a sick. So I would say ripping, like that would be my Aussie slang for for that. Uh, maybe awesome or whatever. And obviously, there's the seven deadly sins. And so uh, I'm, a, I'm a copywriter by trade as well. So um, the seven deadly frothers is kind of like the way that I think about this circle because it becomes more of a transition. So what what I like to tell people to do is to go, okay, we've got seven deadly frothers. Your one in your two are your anchors. So you've got Jeff already. Um, what I would suggest <laughs> is thinking about another anchor right now, putting that down. It can be, you know, as I said before, it could be your mum, could be someone, you don't have to tell me about who this person is, but that's fine. Um, your number three is it could potentially be Mark because you've already connected with him, right? So, and you speak to him once a year. So what I, how I'd like this, you to think about that is kind of like, well, is Mark, I've already connected with him. He's not, he's not really my boundary. He's probably like creeping his way in a little bit closer to the anchor. Um, to more to more of like a Jeff, right? Um, and so that's a transitional phase. And then your four and your five are your true boundaries. They're your guys who you haven't really, you know, you haven't really even reached out to, but you've been following, but they're within your reach. And then your six and your sevens are your Francisco's. And so you could, technically you could have as many of these categories as you want, but I always say like, I think beyond, beyond your anchors, you don't want to have too many up there because it allows you to have focus. And I think, um, especially given the world that we're in at the moment with social media, we all have so many, um, we have so many mentors in one way, shape or form, like people are following thousands of people. And, and if, if you think about like a a old school samurai to a, you know, a student, Like how many, how many mentors, if if they had Instagram back then, I don't know, it'd be interesting to see like what a modern day student, (laughs) like how many people do they follow? Or do they just still, they still like, well, fuck social media. I'm trying to learn off this ultimate guy of wisdom. So what I say is like, if they're there, make like reflect that in your social media to an extent, to what you feel comfortable with. Um, But if you, if you had say sort of like, if you were following 20 Francisco's, I think it makes it a little bit harder to really understand Francisco's teachings to potentially mm. become a student mm. in that instance. Um, and that took me a while to learn as well. Yeah. Um, and it's not to say that you take all the funniness off your Instagram and stuff, because sometimes you need shit to, to t- you know, take your mind <laughs> off stuff. I, so my business is all around, like I said before, it's all about like alcohol and conscious consumption of alcohol, but really the plays around conscious consumption of everything. And I've got a, a concept called vice optimization. So that applies to, to this as well because your phone is a vice, right? Uh-huh. So it's, it's not like delete Twitter, delete fucking Instagram, become a hermit, you know? And maybe that's cool for a little while. Like, yeah, sure, have your Sabbaths. But we, we, do, we do like to fuck around. So that's why I think like vices are, are important. And yeah, and when you can turn a vice from a negative into a positive, then that's when it becomes powerful. And that's when like Instagram and these kind of these tools that we've got become super fucking powerful because we can have essentially free access to our universal frothers so long as we're just a bit more aware of it. So we're not, we're not ingesting too much information. How can we really have that embodied cognition back to, I guess what we're talking about in the first place, how can we practice the work of these teachers when we've got too much information coming in? Um, Mm -hmm. And I'll I'll give you a little example of, I guess, my process of, of this, and it in action. So my two boundary frothers were around kind of, and when I started this process, it was last year, start of the year, um, hadn't been to baby bath water yet or anything, and I, and I was kind of like, well, um, I really need to kind of understand more of my purpose, what well, we we're talking about offline, icky guy, and I have a friend, Sarah, she's got a company called Fuck Giving, and so she's kind of been a good friend of mine for a while. Um, <laughs> And she's, she's awesome. Like, and she's really good at helping. That's pretty much her MO is helping people figure out what they give a fuck about and then do more of that. Right. Um, so she was my, my, um, my anchor and then Dan, I, my, my friend who's a mindset coach as well. Um, phenomenal dude. He's, he, I was living with him at the time. So I was like, yeah, make sure I'm really cognizant of the fact that they know how important they are in my life to where I'm trying to progress and being vulnerable with them and go, I'm kind of a bit fucking lost here. Like, I know where I'm, I think I'm heading, but I'm still not 100% sure. Um, my transition, my number three, uh, was who's now become a really good friend of mine, um, his name's Grant Trebilco, he runs a, a charity which is all around, like, taking people surfing for mental health. And the way that he'd sort of progressed his business was kind of, I didn't quite know at the time, but I was like, I need to get close to this guy. And there's kind of like a feeling around it. And he'd become sort of, he'd come off the boundary into that transition. Through, through last year and this year, um, his business has actually provided an element to part of my business, which, is, which was missing, which was kind of, how do I bring people together into a space and have them have open conversations, which is, it triggered a group flow. And that's basically what he does for people with, um, or just ordering people, but also people with mental health issues. They get together, they have a chat, and then they go out surfing. And that's really the framework for what I created with my, with my drinking circles. Um, my four and my five were interesting. One of them I've interviewed on my podcast now uh, and I hung out with him once when I finally got to hang out with him after Instagram messaging for a few months. He ran a workshop for me straight away. So he had instant impact. It was crazy. So, And then the five, also another guy who lived in my town in Sydney when I was living in Sydney. Uh, this was weird because he was meant to be yeah, I wanted to really get to know him better. But we, I walked past him on the street and I had his book in my hand. I was going down to read his book at the beach. And he stopped me and he, he talked to me like I knew him. And he didn't know I had the book. And he got me completely mixed up with someone else. And so I felt awkward and I didn't know what to do. And so I just pretended I knew him. It was this weird, it was this weird thing. And, so, and after that, I've seen him at events and I was just like, no, it's too fucking weird. So I haven't spoken to him since. But he's since come back into my life through another frother of mine who I've moved up here to be closer to. So I feel like the universal pool is like bringing us back together and I'm just going to come clean with him because I'm more confident now. But um, And number six is probably, <laughs> number six is the most pivotal in this. I'll mention number seven, Tim Ferriss. He's not there anymore, but he had a big role in kind of the way I developed my business. Number six is Jamie Wheel, who's in Baby Bathwater. And so after I told people about who I wanted to connect with, that was when I kind of got connected with baby bathwater and then i spoke at the one a couple uh Uh two islands ago jamie was the first one to speak and i I didn't know he was going to be there and then when i was speaking to mike he was like oh yeah jamie's speaking i'm like fuck i was just talking about stealing fire and um this process and i wanted to talk to jamie about frost state into flow state and then since then i've worked uh i've trained with the flow genome project and jamie's kind of right up there now and the reason I know about embodied cognition is because of him so as part of the training was and and some and now I'm I'm friends with his mentors so I can ask them about those questions um and so he's kind of up into a space where I can lean on him now he's probably still like more around a three you know um although if if I had a real big issue I'm sure I'd get in contact with him just with you know live far far apart um so the process and Tim's kind of And when I I dissect why I didn't connect with Tim is I just want to thank him. It's like I didn't really, I I didn't have a purpose like where I did with Jamie where I wanted to kind of progress based on his knowledge. Um, and And if I had a thought about it, I probably could have worked on that with Tim. But that's a really key point to this whole thing is like making sure that all the people that are in this list, you want to progress with them. And you kind of, even though you don't have to have it full concrete, you have an idea that, when you sat down with them for a coffee or a beer or whatever, this is where I'd take the conversation. And I feel like that manifests stronger into, into fruition. And that's just been through my reflections on that.
0: Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. That's pretty slick.
1: Yeah, because I think it's taken me a whole year to kind of work it out. And I feel like you are already a lot closer to your you know, six and seven as, than you think. Um, just based on where you've already, you, you've already made the intention of heading. And I think just through this process, you're already a lot closer to Francisco than you think, like super close. But the thing is, is like, it, I feel like it's an unfolding. Like once you make the intention, then you will have the conversation with whoever your um, mic is and, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, he's my buddy. Like, fuck, you know, if you're, yeah, you'll, you'll be at the same event as him. Um, and you put yourself into the same spaces, and yeah it's a it's a it's a it's a process that I then will repeat when I feel the need to could probably be like a yearly thing or a six monthly thing and just to see where all these people have factored in and and then how others have you know i've I've worked with them, served a purpose, and now moved on and they're still there, but you know I've progressed to here, so um, where I'm headed has changed. Um, yeah, so that's kind of the. When I run the workshop, you know, I've got some sort of hacks and stuff to getting in contact with people, but I feel like you don't really need that. That's kind of for the more entry-level entry, level, entry level, level people. That's that's the basic concept of having identified those seven and then making sure that the ones at the bottom are, and, and making it clear to people, you don't have to use the term frother, like come up with your own term. Um, because I know in North America that, that actually some of my Canadian girlfriends have been like, no, Benny, we're not calling it that um, because it means something sexual. <laughs> and, um, and I was like, okay, cool. Uh, I was like, but you guys say double fisting and that means something different in Australia. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, that's another story. So, yeah, I feel like um, that, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I think, I think that, yeah. So that framework, have a crack at it. But yeah, like I said, the most important thing is letting people know that they're your, Brother, um, you know, person who, who's really important and integral to where you don't need to have it all worked out to where you're heading. I still don't. I'm still in a big transitional phase. But, um, yeah, is there any, Yeah. Do you have any questions about that or is there, is, have you, is anything pinging to mind? Like, oh, shit, maybe I should reach out to this person now or, oh, I could actually reach out to them right now.
0: The thing that clicks with me is just even, like, acknowledging for, like, the anchor folks. It's like, hey, you're you're big for me. And like, uh, even just being able to open up that line of communication. Like when I even asked in the baby bathwater group, it was like, Oh shit, the floodgates opened and all of these folks, yourself included, like commented and it's like, Oh wow, shit. You can, you can get what you need if you like know what it is and ask for it, which is just uh, it's a good reminder. Be like, Oh yeah. Acknowledging, letting these people know, cause who knows, maybe they're having a shit day and they need someone to let them know, like you're deeply meaningful for me. and even just that reminder is like that's pretty key yeah
1: yeah it's, it's it's not until you you break that you understand like and I, I just did sort of a long post on uh where i was at because i've had a bit of a rough few months that you realize how held you are by a lot of people and you, you're like not alone it's a but it, sometimes it takes for you to see you to crack for you to, for that to, to occur
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: i hope that's useful and i'd really love to hear um, where you're at with yeah, with like what your your final seven are and then what your plans are and yeah I'd love to assist if I can help you know intro you to some yeah. people and and there's people yeah like I said maybe Bathwater's got I'm sure there's someone who knows Francisco like it wouldn't surprise me it's like insane said, yeah well,
0: connected their groupers yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. But like I said it would it's, up, it's it's kind of as well it's up to you to either go okay now's the time for me to reach out to that guy or if if it unfolds then it unfolds
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that yeah no i i'm excited to hunker down and figure out like okay who are the who are the seven how do i start to to actually build whatever foundation for the lines of communication right and similar thing is just like even saying reaching out to these people reaching out to those people like hey i want to meet that person all of that i mean it's it, it is just crazy how interconnected we are and how much access we have to everyone in the world. So I'm, I'm, I'm stoked to sit down and actually flesh out like, okay, who are these seven? What are the different tiers? Like that's, that's exciting.
1: Yeah. The, the, the best thing I heard the other day. Um, and like I told you offline, I'm, I've focused a lot of my time on the ecological crisis, whatever anyone wants to call it. But I really think it's a, what we need is a reunion a coming back together of all things. Um, human and otherwise, was that someone said, we already know everyone that we need to know. We already have all the technology that we need to have. Um, Everything is here. All the resources are here. Uh, Everyone's at the party already. All we need to do is activate it. And that's kind of, I guess, where we're falling down at the moment as a civilization. And we need to get everyone on board. And we need to make sure everyone knows they're invited to the party and, and, um, and help everyone get there, I guess. Um, so that's kind of this, this mentality I've got at the moment. I think, I think it, you know, you have, you can have your, as many universal frothers as you want. You really, anyone can connect anyone if they, if they put their minds to it. And yeah, I actually, I'm excited to release this on the, the Facebook page and see how babies would add to this. Cause there's so many brilliant thinkers in there. Yeah. Cause this is a very, uh, you know, I guess, basic process, but it seems to work.
0: Seems like it, yeah. I mean, it, it makes intuitive sense. So I, by all means, man, let's do it.
1: <laughs> all right, ripping. Um, yeah, that, that's pretty much it, mate. Well, yeah, I'll just I'll pause the, the video. And uh, much love to everyone out there. Baby, love yeah. for universe. You guys are awesome. <laughs> Quick one, guys. To keep this show afloat, feel free to subscribe and share the love. Maybe even leave a cheeky comment review. That would be awesome. You can find the show notes on my website at bennywallington.com. And finally... This episode was sponsored by my grandma, Joyce Reichel, who passed away last year from dementia. She was one of the original frothers and would talk to anyone on the bus, train, or wherever and generously impart her energy and wisdom. So if you see an elderly person who is looking for someone to froth with, go and hang out with them. They've got the best stories. Also a huge shout out to our producer, Lily Haynes, for bringing this to life and Billy Otto, who created that beautiful introduction in true Billy Otto style. Also, my buddies in Australia and the UK who have been super generous in swinging me feedback. In a way, all of you guys are sponsoring me with your time. Love to the guests, past and future, and also to you guys for listening. Ciao for now. You!